family. It's been a minute. Some of y'all have been messaging me. What happened to Sunday show? What happened to Sunday show? And, uh, you know, it's been a busy week. It's, it's award season. Um, it's, you know, press junket season. It's all the things. And for those of you guys who don't know, uh, I am an entertainment journalist. So those are the things that I, I cover. And so the Gra- Grammys, the Oscars, um, were last Sunday and the Grammys are coming up this weekend. And so it's just been hectic, but I finally got to watch B90 season five, episode 15 cold and calculated. So I will be just as fired up as if it was a Sunday because can I just, can I just be real with you guys? Can I just be real with you? I feel like I'm at this point, episode 15, a thousand hours in, I feel like I'm just hate watching at this point. I really, that's how I feel. Two hours feels like 12 hours and I'm just screaming at the screen all the time. And I'm just so, I'm irritated by so many things. And I'm like, am I sleep deprived? No, because I'm watching other things and I'm, I'm having a great time. And don't get me wrong. 90 Day Fiance is, is my first love, but I just need this season to be over. I really do. I do. I feel like it's never ending. And then to find out next week is not even the tell-all. We got another episode. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Anyways. <sighs> hey, Erica, you're new. Welcome. Um, shout out to the live chat. Uh, hey, Linda. Hey, girl. Hey, shout out to my Patreon subscribers. I'm hoping that you guys had an opportunity to check out some of the fun interviews we did last week uh, with Kelly and such. We have a lot more coming up. So make sure you have your alerts on on Patreon so that you get all of the exclusives. Uh, Bottom of your screen, you can see where you can support the show. Uh, We have Super Chats and Super Chat stickers available. And uh, hey, Susan. Hey, Raydella. Crystal says, I think I would have more patience if there weren't so many problematic folks. Facts. Hey, Drea. Hey, girl. Hey. So anyways, listen, we're going to start off with Gino and Jasmine. They're back in Panama City. You know, they seem to be getting along, which I think is funny that they said that because they've been getting along for like one day. Apparently, she's moved into her new apartment because there was an issue with her old roommate, which I'm still not clear about because you have a roommate, but you have two kids, but one of your kids lives with the dad and one of the kids lives with your mom. And then you have a roommate, but like you're an assistant professor, but then you can't afford your own place, but you're a professor. So now Gino has to pay $700 for rent on your place because you want to live by yourself. Like I, what, what's happening? Hey, Susan. I don't understand what's happening. Like, I don't, why can't you pay your bills again exactly? Because we're not at the point in the season where his ex has released these photos that turns out that because she released the photos allegedly of your naked tatas that you lost your job. So if you haven't lost your job, then I don't understand what's happening right now. Like I'm a little confused by that whole storyline, but if someone wants to fill me in, that's great. Gino's worried about paying his own bills, his own rent, and then also helping Jasmine because, you know, he's not working. And I'm like, well, is she not working? Because we haven't heard that yet. So can someone explain to me, is she not working right now? 
Uh, Susan says, I thought she was fired. Yeah, but Susan, she's fired in real time right now. Not last year when they filmed this, she was still working, right? So that's the part where I'm just like, it's confusing. Hey, Dopey Dope. So then I find out that Gino is worth 650K. What? You know what? I'm going to tell you guys a story. It's a true story. So I don't know if I've told you this and if I have, you know, my bad, but it's still very relevant. Have you all noticed that sometimes the richest people are the tightest people? And I'm convinced now that the reason they're so rich is because they're so tight on their money. Like Jasmine says, he's cheap and salty. I'm going to give you an example. I have a friend who uh, we worked together at this ex place and we were going to go for lunch and she wanted me to uh, run to her ATM real quick and pop up some money. And the ATM was right around the corner from where we were. So, you know, obviously we were good friends and she trusted me and all that stuff. So she gave me her pen. I ran over to the ATM. I popped some, some money out the amount that she wanted and y'all, when I saw her balance, I almost fell over because she's the same person that like, if you guys are kicking it, hanging out and like, let's say you're sharing something. Oh, would you like a piece of gum? She'll pull out the gum and rip the gum in half and give you half and put the other half back in the packet. Now I know why. It's because she's very frugal and that's why she has a lot of money. But when I found out that this fool was worth 650K in stocks, I was like, oh my God. I think that we just have to stop being generous. I don't I don't even know what's what's happening right now, but I can't. Like if I have it and you're my family and you're not my family or I love you or whatever, I want to help. I always just want everyone to be good. So if I have it, I'm gonna share it. And I just can't believe that there's some people that have it like that and still don't share. It's amazing because, you know, they tell you the giver, the people that give will always get back tenfold. But apparently, I mean, I don't even know. I don't know how that works. But he has 650000 but it's for his retirement. And I get it. He's getting older. He doesn't want to touch it. Uh, so Jasmine's like, well, I don't care. You're my man. I don't care, my man, you have to support me. That's it. So when you go back to the United States, either you're going to just go ahead and get a job and I don't care what type of job, if you have the service job or whatever. And you know what? Don't put down those service jobs because you can make a shitload of money in a service job if you're good at it. Um, but she doesn't care because all she knows is when she comes to America, she hasn't even seen the house yet, but she knows that she's redecorating and that she's the queen of the castle and that she's going to need some money to redecorate the house that she hasn't even seen yet, but whatever. Dopey dope. Thank you for the super sticker. Thank you for the super sticker. See people like you, the givers, they will receive more, but apparently some people are like, <laughs> nah. <laughs> oh my God. So <clears throat> As you guys know, I always say that we need to have that conversation, right? So the conversation before you get in a serious relationship, you have to talk about finances. You have to talk about children. You have to talk about religion. You have to talk about sex. They haven't had that finance chat yet. Gina wants a prenup. And 
if any of my viewers are lawyers, I really want to talk to you about this because I'm just confused. Well, I'm not confused. I just wanted a second opinion because here's the thing. If you bring someone over on a K-1 visa and then you get, you marry them in the United States of America, prenup or no prenup, you still have to support them. If they can't find a job or if they leave you, if they divorce you, for at least 10 years, you still have to support them. So I don't understand the whole prenup situation. Like, why are we having that conversation? Because even if you get a prenup and you get divorced, like Gino said, if we get divorced in a month, you brought her over here and you married her. So guess what? If she has her green card and she can stay in America, you still have to support her until she gets on her feet. Because the system is not going to support her or him. Do you see what I'm saying? So, like, why are we having all these prenup conversations this season? And are all of these people worth money that we're all talking about? I need a prenup. I need a prenup. I need a prenup. I don't understand it. So, <laughs> thank you so much, Dopey Dope. Um, I don't understand it. So, if there's a lawyer out there that can explain it to me. I don't understand why we're having, we're wasting time on these conversations. Like you're going to have to support the person either way. So just go ahead and support them or don't support them. It's up to you. But what I don't want to do is continue to have these stupid conversations. So he sneaks out and it's so funny because, you know, he's not a person that likes to be active. Right. And, and Jasmine is very active and, and works out and all the stuff. And she's trying to get him to be healthy, which I think is going to be hard for her to do. He's really definitely set in his ways. So he sneaks out to go have a donut and call his uncle Marco because he's feeling anxious about talking to Jasmine about this prenup. So he fills uncle Marco in that he proposed. They have a fairy tale story. And I was like, fairy tale. We've watched you for what? Two weeks, three weeks. All y'all did is fight. You've gotten along for maybe 48 hours, but the rest has been nonsense. So like what fairy tale story? Sounds like a nightmare to me. Y'all can't even. Uh, listen, y'all, you can't get you can't get along for two to three weeks in paradise. You can't agree with anything. One person stuck on the X's, the other person stuck in lies. Yet here we are. And then all of a sudden we're worried about prenups and K-1 visas. You should worry about your relationship. You should worry about the state of your relationship and how you can't communicate because you know what? Communication is key and you haven't even had all the conversations. Meanwhile, you came over with a bunch of Viagra and thought you were going to have a baby with this person that you had never met, but then you hadn't talked about a prenup and protecting your assets, but you want to bring them over on a K-1 visa where you'll have to support them either way. It just doesn't make sense to me. And I hate when things don't make sense because then I'm thinking about how ridiculous it all sounds. I just don't get it. <clears throat> Crystal says, but I guess with a prenup, you can designate what the other person is entitled to. Okay, so I get that part, right? So my this prenup is saying I came into the marriage with what I have and you come in with what you have. And if it doesn't work out, then we leave with what we have. That's fine. But guess what? Even if she walks away with just what she has, you still have to support her. So 
if she needs her rent paid, if she needs a car note paid, if she needs her electricity paid, if she needs her water paid, if she needs food, money, all the things, the government is not going to pay. She can't go on any like support. Do you know what I mean? Like the COVID relief that was out or the, the, I don't know, what is it called? The, like, um, whatever the welfare is. She can't have any of that. You have to support her and they make sure, and they make sure that you support that person that you brought over. So yeah, you can't have half my stuff. You can't have half of my 650,000, but guess what? I'm going to have to pay for you anyways. Anyhow. Again, any lawyers out there, please weigh in. If you're watching the replay, let me know in the comments. I really do want to have this conversation because it just doesn't make sense to me. Uh, Gina doesn't want to mention a prenup. He is a little bit scared because she freaks out and he doesn't want to have that conversation. He's leaving uh, the next day. So last night in Panama, he's really going to try to bring up the prenup talk. But then instead, Jasmine brings up his exes again and says, hey, you know what? Our biggest problem this whole trip has been your exes. And then, guess what? I found out that your ex still has your last name. How long have you been divorced? Uh, like eight years. And he hesitates because I know he knows how long, but he's scared that if he answers too quickly, she's going to think, like, why do you know that? And then she starts freaking about, you let her keep your last name. You know, you're letting her keep, her, keep it. F that. You know, you have to talk to her. And if she says no, it's going to be an issue. I was like... First of all, first of all, you guys, okay? Gino can't tell his ex to do whatever because first of all, it costs money to change her name. She's It's been eight years in, probably all her bills or taxes, all the things she's known with that name. So she's keeping it. Why would she go out of pocket if she didn't have to, she didn't want to, to change her, her name back? And how how does this, affect jasmine exactly i need to know how how does this affect jasmine who gives a shit you know how many john smiths are out there even my name linda entwee if you google linda entwee you're gonna see five thousand different linda entwees because guess what there's a bunch of them like who who cares if you're the one that's married and that's your man and he loves you and you love him who gives a rat's ass what his ex's last name is how is that making you lose sleep how is that taking away from your relationship? How is it that you have time to go and stalk someone online to find out what their last name is and then come to your man and be like, you need to call your ex. And then guess what? She's gonna, he's gonna call the ex and then you're gonna get mad that he called her because why is he communicating with her? And then what? He should spend money for her to go and change her name for what? It doesn't make sense. Who cares? Who Who's caring in this world? Like, you should care about, hey, listen, this guy got me a roof over my head and let's move forward. And Linda, we need a prenup. <laughs> That's funny. Um, let's move forward in our relationship and let's talk about the things that are important. Because right now, I feel like you guys are, are wasting time on bullshit. Honestly, bullshit. Side note, have y'all noticed that the filler couple, we haven't seen them for like two episodes, Ella and Johnny. 
and again, I'm going to say this again. Why, why did we introduce them this season? Like six episodes in to see them for like three, four episodes for what? They don't meet. She is like, you know how she is. So like, why, why? We haven't seen them and and what are we going to see them next week? And then we're going to see them on the tell all for what? We don't even know them. We don't even know them like that. Honestly, if you had to say a little something about Ella and Johnny's relationship, what would you say? You'd be like, I don't know. I watched them for maybe three hours out of the thousand hours that was this season. And we still don't know nothing. We just know that she cries a lot and he's stuck in China. She has a fetish. He's stuck in China. Like, why? Why did we feel, why? I'm just curious why. All right, next up is Mike and Jimena. I just want to tell you something, you guys. If you follow my show, especially my Patreon subscribers, you know that now Mike just makes 100% sense. Jimena makes 100% sense. And if you guys don't watch my show or aren't Patreon subscribers, I'll tell you this. Knowing that he used to be her regular webcam subscriber every single day, knowing that he made her quit her webcam job because he didn't want other men to see her on the webcam and offered, she didn't ask him, he offered to pay all her bills. Knowing all of that, doesn't it now make sense to you why she gets freaked out that he just sits there and stares at her because he's so used to staring at her through the webcam? Isn't Doesn't it make sense to you that this incel flew halfway across the world so that he could have sex for the first time and now he's like obsessed? Because he can't believe the object of his, his desires that he's been every day camming and paying is now in bed with him naked. It just all 100% makes sense to me. And I feel duped because I was like, oh, Mike, he's so cute and he just deserves love too. And he's 34 years old. He's never had sex. He's never been in a relationship. Oh my God, I'm so like, we need to protect Mike at all costs. Now I find out he's a freaking incel and crazy. And like, he scared me this episode. He scared me this episode. I was like, someone that won't leave your house. And then, you know, behind the scenes, I don't know if you guys know this, but behind the scenes, Jimena talked about how he was, not only was he crying, but he was like punching himself in the head while he was sitting on the kid's bed. Like, and then you won't leave the house. It's very scary because those are the type of people that, you know, I don't wish harm on anyone, but those are the type of people that like, you know, do crazy things. And that's even the, you could tell even the sister was scared, didn't want the sister didn't want her sister to be alone. So anywhere Jimena went, the sister went to follow and tried to like, you know what? I don't like how you, when you guys are fighting, even when Mike was sitting beside her, her body language was like, ugh, all of it because, ugh, like all the things are true. Like we're trying to make, not we, because, you know, I had the tea, but y'all are trying to make her out to be like this user who took advantage of Mike when Oh, no, that is not the case at all. This fool thought he was going to buy the girl that he was purchasing. And then he got, like, fascinated like a stalker. How are you not going to leave when someone says, leave my house? And then you say, I'm not leaving because I pay the rent. 
and then start getting like hostile. Oh my God, it was so scary. You know what, Crystal? I I'm I cannot with you. I can't with the live chat. Sometimes you go off on a tangent. It cannot. Anyway, so last we saw Mike, he was running away like Paul. Remember when Paul was running away? Well, he was running away. And I was like, where are you running to? I don't understand why you're running away. It doesn't kind of make sense to me. But it makes sense to me if you know you're, you know. An incel. Sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Amena says, you know what? I don't feel happy with him. I don't want to be with him. I don't want him in my life. Um, I can't imagine spending my entire life with him and being so unhappy. Um, but, you know, he, she's worried about her kids and the future. And I was like, cha-ching, that's what she's really worried about, is that this guy was offering a specific lifestyle. She thought that she could suck it up and deal with all his stuff and then she realized i'm not going to be able to deal with this whatsoever so you know what i'm just going to take the l right now and, and call it off that's what that's what i'm going to do and even though i'm worried about how i'm going to feed my children and house my children it's not worth all of this so she takes the l um <laughs> he says he doesn't know what he did wrong he didn't know what he did wrong. Oh, Crystal said, I never knew the word incel until now. Do you guys all know the word incel and the whole backstory of incels and how like there are Stacy's and Chad's and the whole, it's like a whole subculture. Um, if you don't let me know and I can go off on a tangent on that too. Anyhow, um, <laughs> He doesn't know what he did wrong. And he comes back because he's desperate. I call him Desperado. That's my name for him. He, you're Desperado. And he gaslights like there's no tomorrow. Like he's a professional gaslighter. And so he's like, you know, I'm just going to apologize. And I don't understand. This is a relationship. And I think she's going to change her mind. And I'm not going to go anywhere because I think we can work through this. Even though she said a thousand times that she doesn't want to be with me. All right, so the live chat is... Okay, so incel stands for involuntary involuntary celibate. And incels believe that it's the woman's fault that they are not having sex. It's the woman's fault that they are not being pursued. And when they go after a woman and they feel re they get rejected by that woman, then they have more hostility towards all women. There's a whole subculture of incels that believe that it's the women's fault that they can't get with women. And they are against like feminism. They're against anything that's women power. They feel like women emasculate them. Um, and they also feel like women are are... meant to be controlled. Women are like objects. Women are like, should be less than men. That's an incel in a nutshell. 
All right. Glad that we could all learn a lesson today. Keep it pushing. And then they have like a whole thing, you guys. Like there's like Chad's and Stacy's and Stacy's are like beautiful women and Chad's are like, oh, oh my God. It's like, I just, y'all, it's too much. Uh, it's too much. It's too much. Okay. So relationship is over as far as Jimena is concerned. That's it. That's all. He can't understand. It's been a year and a half. Don't you love me? What about this love? All this. She's like, you know what? I just, I'm over it. It's over. I don't know how to say it's over in any other way, but it's over. I don't even want you staying at my house. He begs to stay in the house, says he still loves her and still wants to marry her. And honestly, you guys, you know, I don't really like to like cuss a lot, but I literally said, fuck off. Like, just Mike, just fuck off. Like, the woman is asking you, and this is a mother with young children, is asking a grown-ass man to leave the house, and he says no. Okay? Then says he still loves her and wants to marry her. I don't know about you, but it's just like how we talk about the Kimberleys and stuff. Like, you shouldn't listen, you guys. All of you, all of us, are worthy. Okay? You shouldn't have to beg someone to be with them. If they don't want to be with you, that is okay because someone else will want to be with you. And for you to beg someone who doesn't want to be with you makes no sense because they're not going to respect you and they're not going to ever want to actually take you serious and respect you and love on you like you deserve to be loved. So instead of gaslighting and, and being all desperate and being all like, oh, I still want to marry this person. Listen, you only want to marry her because you want to control her and you think that you own her. And the way you acted in this episode and before just shows that. Like, have some self-pride and be like, okay, you know what? This is not working out. Just like your bestie said, go ahead and take yourself to a hotel and then go ahead and go home. You live in friggin' New York City. New York! There's a ton of people in New York City. Okay? But... Let's talk about that. Okay. <clears throat> Ridiculous. So, Amanda's talking to her sister. And tells her, you know, she doesn't want to be with him. And the sister's like, are you sure? Because even though he's gross and even though hey amanda hey girl hey even though he's gross and all the things and you guys fight a lot you know we didn't have all the things that we had that we have now so are you sure you want to break up with him and you know basically she's saying are you sure that you want to stop the monies are you sure because she literally said we didn't have as many things as before which I've been saying from the beginning that this fool has been sponsoring the whole family because the whole family lives in that house. And the man is like, you know what? I can go back to work. Exactly what I was doing when I met him. I can go back to work and be a webcam girl. And you know, at least we'll have a roof overhead and we have food in our, in our bellies, which is all we need. Thank you so much. Dopey dope for the super sticker. Uh, Linda says he knows nobody else will sleep with him. Lori says, Mike is someone you can't give one shred of kindness to. He'll take that to the moon. <sighs> Nisi 
Amanda's baby daddy, one of them is in jail, and the other one she had a one night stand with, so she probably doesn't know where, where the other one is. So, <clears throat> Amanda's like, you know what? I can just go back to work. It's all good. And then he comes down trying to, again, gaslight, like, hey, I'm going to be packing my stuff and I'm sad and I'm leaving tomorrow. Uh, but he feels like it's not over yet because she said that he can stay another night, which is not true. If you go back to the last week's episode, he literally begged her to stay, begged her to stay there, even though his friend said go to a hotel, even though she said it was over. He begged her to stay. Oh, Amena's father, Amena's father. I read that wrong. Yeah, I don't know where the father was. The father's like, there's no free food here. I'm not getting a free meal here. And he's paying the rent. I'm going to sit this one out. Notice how the dad has been MIA. And now we've just been seeing the mom. So the dad is probably like, deuces. You do what you got to do. I'm going to chill. If there's a meal involved, there's a surf and turf. Let me know. rings back so she's giving the wedding back wedding rings back and the engagement ring back and he freaks out you guys he freaks all the way out he's like oh why don't you keep them till we work out our differences and I'm like bitch how many times does she have to say it's over like it's over she's giving you the rings back but you want her to keep the ring so that you have that over her so that it gives you an excuse to either come back or be in her life or interrupt her life or text her or email her or drive by the house, whatever it is. So you have an excuse to come see her. You're probably going to go back on the webcam and be like, hey, you have my rings and like twist the story and make it seem like she's the one that kept them, all the things. She's like, nah, take them back. I don't want them. Um, it's over. It's just better that you take them. And he's like, this, you guys, this is what just was like, y'all with the serpent turfs. That's <laughs> ah, true. Mike says, you do realize you're losing the best thing you could have ever had. And she was like, no, the best thing I could ever had was my children crickets listen her comebacks are fire y'all because you know what what can you say you can't say anything to a, a mama because the mama can throw the children in there and that's it that's it like he thinks okay so here's the thing you guys if he thinks he's such a great catch and he's such the best thing then what exactly thank you for the audacity if you are so great go ahead pick up your self-respect and leave all of this gaslighting and begging to me doesn't make you seem like you're the best thing that she could ever have. It makes me feel like you're A, a sex tourist, B, you're an incel, C, you have no self-respect, D, you have no self-esteem, E, you're a gaslighter. And it's just, it's not, it's unattractive. It's unattractive. It's unattractive. And yeah, to ask for everything that you gave her back, even more, 
it just everything I said from A to E, it just solidifies that. So, <clears throat> Auntie, thank you so much for the super sticker. Everyone say, hey, Auntie A. Auntie, I'm going off on the incel. You already know who I'm talking about. I'm so mad that this fool had me duped. Crystal said, Mike ain't about that life. The wife beater and the fake chain doesn't do anything for you. This chick knows Hitman. Just bounce. <sighs> so, he then goes on, because he's still freaking out, that it's been a year and a half. First of all, it ain't been no year and a half. You have known her online through sex webcam, which is not a bad thing, and we don't we don't uh, talk shit about sex worker here. All work is work, but you can't say you're in a relationship with someone that you've never met. And I say that all the time. I don't even, I don't care how long you've been talking to someone online, unless you've met them in person. It is not a real relationship. It's an online relationship. I'll give you that. But what you're not about to say do is say, oh, we spent a year and a half together, and I kept you secure in a house. Uh, so you weren't out on the street with you and your children. This, listen, Jimena gave him the biggest bitch slap ever. She said, just because you paid my rent and you helped me doesn't mean that I would have been on the streets. I would have continued to do my webcam modeling. I would have continued to do what I had to do because you can look at her and see that she's a grinder. You know what I mean? Like she's one of those people like... She's going to make it happen. Whatever she's going to have to do, she's going to have to do it. And she doesn't give a fuck because she's going to take care of her kids. So, Mike, go ahead and stop trying to be the white savior. Stop trying to act like you're the biggest and best thing that ever happened in her life because we all know what your real backstory is. And it's just not attractive. It's not attractive. What you're not about to do is say, oh, I'm going to come to Columbia and save you. And you only will have a great life because of me. Well, you can't even make it in New York. In New York. <laughs> Listen. Go ahead. Go ahead and go back to live with your, your daddy and your grandpa. I would recommend that you go ahead and, and just like get some therapy and get some social skills and maybe like do some speed dating and start to learn how to talk to women and then also get your self-esteem up so you're not so fucking needy. And then perhaps maybe someone you will attract the right person into your life. But when you feel like you're the big savior and that you want to dangle money and control a woman, what's going to happen is that if you don't even respect yourself, she's not going to respect you either. <laughs> Laura, Dopey Dope's laughing. Laura said, oh my God, Linda, listen, y'all. Don't make me watch the episode and then come and do the after show right after because this is who you're going to get. Unfiltered. If I have a day to sleep on it, then you'll get journalistic Linda, who is more rational and can see all the sides. But like right now I can see all the sides and I feel passionate about it. And I'm just super still mad that he duped me because honestly, you guys, 
Jimena is not the villain in this relationship. She's not the villain. Hear me when I say that. If there wasn't a, a language barrier and she could really say what she really wanted to say, because y'all, if you don't follow her on her social media, she has been doing her own tell-alls for the past like month and a half. And she's been spilling all the tea. That's why we already knew she was a webcam girl. That's why we already knew she's engaged to somebody, a Canadian. That's how we knew that this dude is an incel and tried to buy her and then told TLC that they met on a dating app when really that he didn't want them to know that they actually met on a sex site because he didn't want TLC to know that he's that that dude. So like, don't get me started. Back to Mike. Okay. So she explains in this episode how she did not force him to send her money that he offered to send money because he wanted her to stop being a webcam girl because he wanted her to himself and he didn't want any other men to look at her. And that's why he says in this episode, well, what kind of modeling are you going to be doing for work? Are you going back to the adult internet job? Well, yes, I am. Because you're the one that told me to stop doing it because you said that you wanted to pay all my bills and now that it's over and you want to try to hold money over my head and I'm saying take your money take your shit and get out I don't care I can go back to webcam you are now having the audacity to try to ask me what I'm about to do and I'm a grown-ass woman what am I I'm about to do with my own life and my own body and my choice you're going to ask me and then have an attitude about it listen go ahead and put on your shit stained shoes sneakers And take them out of my house immediately, if not sooner. She didn't say that. She said, what's wrong with that? That's how you met me. (laughs) You met me. I was a webcam model. And guess what? You were there every single day. And you're the one that said you wanted to help me. You're the one that told me to stop. And then he just, again, continues to gaslight her, continues to gaslight her. I could have been your savior because I could have given you a better job. I could have taught you English. I'd have given you opportunities. I could have brought you to New York. Okay. Can I break that down? I don't know what his job is. Okay. Apparently he's an engineer. He's also a volunteer firefighter, but then he is he has a job where he can travel and just do his job on the laptop. I don't know, whatever. I don't know enough about that, but guess what? She can learn English on her own. You can watch any YouTube video. You can do Rosetta stone. You can do all the languages, things and learn English. You don't need him for that opportunities. What opportunities, what opportunities? Cause I'm sorry. Are you a professor? What's your, tell me what your like education level is that you're going to go to New York city where you don't own your own home, you've never lived by yourself, you've never had a girlfriend, you just had sex at the age of 34, yet you're going to bring her to New York City to live with your dad and your grandpa in your childhood bedroom, but you want to talk about you're going to bring her opportunities into New York City. She's like, I never wanted to live in New York City. 
he says to her, why do you like this? You just want me out of your life forever. You don't care. And she's like, yeah, I want you out. I've been saying it's over. I want you out of my house. Been out, go out, do out. What else do I have to tell you? It is over. And you're the one that continues to gaslight. And you're the one that continues to like not get it in your thick head. Because guess what? You're an incel. <laughs> yes, Trish, let me clarify. He doesn't even live in New York City. He lives in New York State. My bad. All right. She then goes on to say, and I love how she doesn't lose her cool, you guys. She's just like matter of fact, because I think it makes it sting a little bit more. So she's like, you know what? It's up to you. I just want you out of here. We can either be friends or we can be enemies. I just don't want to be with you anymore. That's it. That's all. The relationship is over. She says this for like the millionth time. And then he's like, freak, though, you were using me for the money. Now you're cold and calculated. And uh, I said, 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 said. fuck off. She says, believe what you want. Sleep in a hotel tonight. Go home tomorrow. Call it a day. We can wrap it up. He says, no, I pay rent. I'm not leaving. And that's when I started to get scared because he... Went upstairs. Who knows what he has upstairs? Who knows what he's going to do? He's already running around the city. Now he's refusing to leave. He runs upstairs. We find out that he's the same person, like punches himself in the head off camera, which is like weird to me. And he get, you know, when people get crazy and they have that blank look, like you, I know you guys all have, a lot of you have Discovery Plus and you watch the ID channel and there's all that true crime. And you know, in every true crime, they say like, they have that dead look in their face. His fucking eyes went dead. Dead. And I was like, you know what? This is where I'm scared. Seriously. The same dude that like stares at you while you're sleeping is the same dude that could be like this while you're sleeping. <laughs> it's not funny because I don't condone violence, but I mean, that's the look he had. He looked like a psycho and he won't leave. Listen, y'all. <sighs> and he says he can't accept that someone he thought was lower than him in every way has rejected him, period. Those are facts. Those are facts. But he also seems like he could he could be. You know that show? Um, oh, you guys, what's the name of that show? Uh, like The Stranger in the House. And the catchphrase is, but there had been signs. Do you know what I'm talking about? That show. I'll find the name. But that's the thing where you look back and you're like, these are all the signs. All the red flags are there. This fool won't leave the house. He like flips, flips it in his mind, flips it all of, all of a sudden. He like stares at you while you're sleeping. And then he's like, evil lives here. That, there you go. That's the show. Y'all haven't seen Evil Lives Here. This last episode that I just watched was absolutely that. It was an episode. It was episode 101 of Evil Lives Here, starring Mike and Jimena. Yes, that's the show. 
tell me that this was not like an evil lives here where the dude is like totally gaslighting you. He won't leave. You're like scared. You walk up the stairs and he's up, up on the stairs in the kid's room. All freaky. You have to sit on the bed, excuse me, on the stairs with like tears coming down your face and you're huddling like all of it. No, listen, I don't know how it works in Colombia, but what like 911, someone is living in this house and is not, I wouldn't even say living. Can you come and get this squatter out of my house immediately, if not sooner? <laughs> yes. So he's not leaving. I My note is he's scary and I feel like he's a freak. And... He calls her a mean, evil, cold bitch, poopa. And I was like, you know what? I don't really think it's that. I think that you are not accepting reality. And someone that doesn't accept reality, that makes you scary. Because you are now twisting it. Just like evil lives here. You're twisting it into like this weird non-reality so that you can then justify your crazy actions. And that's scary to me. He tries to spin it on her and tell her that she's acting immature. Um, And the sister's like, listen, I don't like that you guys are fighting. Just go to the hotel, listen to my sister. And he starts crying. And I was like, this dude is a master manipulator. You want to know who else is like that? Ed. Ed can cry on a dime. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I'm all about men showing their emotions, but I can spot a manipulator a mile away. And when dude can be like, all right, you're this bitch puta. I just want to say goodbye to the children and your mom and your dad because they've been so nice to me. Is that okay? You see how quick that turned? You see how quick? So first of all, that's a sign of a crazy person. Second of all, that's a sign of someone that's completely manipulating you. And third of all, Mike, we are professionals. We are professional 90-day fiancé watchers and fans. We have seen this crying, manipulating move more than once you are not brand new you're not bringing this game for the first time we've seen it a bunch of times and we can call it out i'm calling it out right now the little faux tears that you have going on i i can write a list anyone in the live chat can write a list of been there done that it doesn't move us just like how ella is crying oh my god i can't believe i cheated like fuck what the tears are like those tears are not going to move us because you sound ridiculous. Five seconds ago, you were just screaming, puta, and this now you're crying, but I don't actually see any tears on your face. <laughs> Stevie says, We know Darcy. That's it. That's all I need to say. Dear Ben, 
you're a 52 something year old man roaming around the streets with a backpack preying on a 22 year old girl who also is not interested in you and who also is like peace out and you refuse to go um i just find these behaviors bizarre okay that being said i'm so sick of these two i'm so i'm so sick of this whole storyline the way they they insult our intelligence with this whole translator sometimes not translator sometimes she talks perfect english he talks perfect english he understands more spanish than he lets on to so he'll be talking she'll be shaking her head cuz she knows what he's saying then he'll have a full on conversation with her and she'll be shaking her head and responds in, in perfect english but then as soon as they have a sit down they can't understand each other and all of a sudden you're pulling out the translator app so that you're wasting more of my two hours. Like, I don't need to hear you say the same thing over and over again. Hey, I want to talk to you. Listen, cut this shit down. Let's be more efficient. Two hours of watching this show and 30 minutes of it is commercials and another 30 minutes is this bullshit translator that's translating for what? We all know what's happening here. So the sex terrorist is back in his hotel. He feels disconnected because on this trip, there's, quote, almost no romance. When was there a little bit of romance? When you went on the dune buggy trip in the desert and you had dinner, that was that the romance? Because almost no romance. Almost. Hasn't heard from her since he left her, since she left him stranded. So guess what? He's going to stalk her again. He's going to text her a whole script about what he wants to do and where he wants to meet her and that he loves her and that God put her in his life for a reason. And even though she's 22 and totally not interested in him, God said that they needed to be together. So please meet me on the boardwalk where we met originally and had our full first day. He then goes on to say, He's mentally and emotionally exhausted. You know what my note was? Us too. Us, the viewers, we're mentally and emotionally exhausted by this nonsense. It's insulting and it's exhausting. (laughs) He still wants to be with her. He's not giving up because he's a stalker. She has his heart, and so he wants her to meet where they first had that first day together, and they just has so much to say and so much to talk about. He still cares about her and loves her. So he's sitting on the pier. He's sitting all pathetic. I was shocked, you guys, that she showed up. I was shocked. I was like, you guys are prolonging this for what? We already know there A, is no chemistry. B, this is a faux storyline. C, she ain't into him like that. 
why why does he not just go home i don't understand these hello can someone hello you guys over there listening and watching why don't these guys just go home someone please tell me why won't ben go home why won't mike go home why won't they just go home So he's on the pier. He's sitting there all pathetic. I'm shocked that she shows up. I actually started laughing. I said, oh, my God, this is so she left him high and dry. He had to spend like 250 bucks to get back to the city. Then he sends her this long ass message and she wants to give him another chance. <sighs> okay. He says, oh, you look amazing. You look amazing. You look beautiful. And she says, you're immature. Talks to her in English. Um, and that's the whole thing. This whole translator thing just like pisses me off. Um, I just need to know why we're pretending. Like, why are we pretending that she doesn't speak English? Like, why? What, what was the purpose of that? Because is it because you lied to us in the very beginning when you introduced him and you said that, that she spoke no English, that's why they were DMing and that's why they didn't video chat. So you're sticking to that storyline because it's clear that she speaks English and it's just insulting this whole, the whole translator thing is just insult. It's all stupid. It's just, it's insulting. So the sex tourist uh, pops out a teddy bear and, you know, my note was grooming. You have a 22-year-old daughter, so I just would like to know, Ben, would you appreciate a 52-year-old man coming up to your daughter's college with a teddy bear that said, Mia Moore? Would you appreciate that? Or would you just think it's a little weird and a little groomish? I don't know. She's speaking to him in Spanish. He completely understands. I was like, WTF, this whole thing is a sham to me. <laughs> Crystal said, I'm going to need production to sit on the tell-all couch with this one. Facts. We need production to explain all the things on this. What? were your choices here why did we go in this direction we have questions and if you want you guys if you want perhaps the fans can call in the questions and that way sean wouldn't feel like she's forced to not ask the questions that we want to ask like how about you have the fans call in and just like how i have this thing scrolling at the bottom of my screen you can just scroll the questions on the bottom of the screen and just read them and then, then we'll all be happy. <sighs> oh my God, Allison, that's so terrible. I'm so sorry you went through that. So then <clears throat> they have this like long draw. Like, and so here's the other thing that I can't stand you guys. Okay. So Let's say he's been there for two weeks, okay? And she goes to him for the first, like, 48 hours. And they spent maybe... I'll give them a week that they spent together, okay? Ben is one of those dudes that oh, he always wants to sit and have a conversation. 
Like what conversation? You don't, you've known her for like a week. Why does everything have to be so friggin' deep and so like, you don't even know her. You went out for ice cream and one and a half meals with her. And like, you need to have all of these like crazy, we need to talk conversations for what? What are y'all talking about? You don't even know each other. So what is there to talk about? She's the love of your life and all the things. And I need to tell you my truth. And my truth is I still love you. And I will always love you, baby. I will always love you. God put us together. No man can tear us apart. What the? What? Are you trying to make this the greatest love affair that you've ever had? Well, you were married for 20 plus years. You got four kids. You got a whole tribe back home. What are you talking about? I will always love you. God has put us together. No man can tear us. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? Did you just watch some crazy movie and then just wrote down the words? Did you write down the lyrics to a song? Because right now you just sound crazy to me. You sound crazy. She says, oh, Benjamin, this is so confusing. And he says, I love you. And she says, you're crazy. He says, I love you so much, baby. And then they start kissing and they start making out. And I was like, FML, honestly, what, what is happening here? What is happening? She's clearly not into you, but you thought you need to get your money's worth on this trip. So you're going to plan a kiss on her and then you're going to plan a another kiss on her. And then now she wants to give you a second chance because you're a good kisser. All of this is outrageous. It makes no sense to me at all. You two just need to go sit in a corner and just stop being on our screens because all of this is foolishness. It's foolishness. You're giving him a second chance because he's a good kisser. So now you guys are back on, on track. And because you had one kiss or maybe let's call it two, you had two kisses. Now Ben says, Oh, our relationships have gone to another level. It just feels different. We're on a deeper level. My note says GTFOH. He feels like they've connected. And I'm saying the only reason that they've connected is because she knows that you're leaving tomorrow. Connected to say bye for now. See you never. They're in the car. He's like, I will see you again. I will make as much time as possible to be with you. Yeah, okay, stalker. So next day, last day, he's leaving. Ben wants to have another talk with her. And I'm like, what is it that you need to talk about again now? Like, what is it that we're talking about? Um, he's worried now. Even though, you guys, he professed his love I will always love you. My truth is I still love you. Baby, I will always love you. No man can tear us apart. But by the way, today I also want to talk about the inconsistency of your age, your apartment, um, the video chats. I have trust issues. Are we here or are we there? Because yesterday you were saying something different. It wasn't even yesterday. It was last night, like a few hours ago. And today, now you're saying this. Like, get it together, Ben. Like, why does, why does everything have to be this long? You know what it is? It's a telenovela. Why does this have to be this ridiculous telenovela? And I love telenovelas. But this is even, this is too much. So 
he goes to grab her hand and do you see her roll her she rolls her eyes so far to the back of her head and turned her body because she is not trying to fuck with this dude she is just didn't like him <sighs> they're gonna go to the park now this sums up this sums up everything for me you guys this sums up the whole relationship they're in the ride chair okay they're in the ride chair they the ride share pulls up to the park. The first thing in English out of Mahogany's mar- mouth is, this park is beautiful. And she says it like she's never been there before. Did you notice that? But then as soon as they get to the park, she acts like, oh, and this is such and such, like she's been there. And I was like, see, that's either really poorly produced or you guys are completely trying to pull the wool over eyes, but we're catching all the inconsistencies. Either you've been there before you lived there and you know that park, or you've never been to that park, but the way you're like, oh my God, this park is beautiful. Like I've never been here before. <sighs> Ridiculous. Pulls out the translator up again. Trust issues. Video chat. It's an issue whether she's 22 or 24, which is debatable in my mind, you guys. It's completely debatable. 22, 24, same shit, different day. Um, She's not having it. She's like, you know what? I need to leave because the one that's deceiving and playing games is you. And she puts on her jacket and walks off. And again, he's left in the dust. Ben, go home. Ben, go home. Go home. Go and be with your children. If you want to hang out with 22 year old 22 year old you have one of your own go home and hang out with 22 years old and if that's going to make you feel like young and fresh and free go ahead and do that but you're wasting time and you're wasting our time and we're done we're over it so bye-bye bye for now on to memphis and hamza oh god this these am i am i almost okay good memphis and hamza it's their wedding day the mom is feeding Memphis lamb liver. It's a Tunisian tradition to spoil the bride on her day. Um, and so they're doing that. Memphis feels more secure because there's going to be a post-nup and so she feels better about it. Uh, she's getting henna on her foot done. And just fun fact, the henna that she's got on her foot is like the real tattoo that I have on my foot. I was like, oh, that's cute. Oh, that looks like my tattoo. Fun fact, but you didn't know that. Now you know. Uh, so we also learned that in Tanzanian tradition, the groom usually gets ready at his own house, the bride at her own house. But because Memphis is a foreigner and doesn't have her own house, they have to get ready together. But then I was thinking, she she spent time in a hotel. Like, could she not have gone to a hotel and gotten ready if that was was like the tradition. I think that that probably would have been okay. Uh, but Hans is really excited to get married. Uh, but he says his, and these are his words and you guys, his words are very, 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 very important. Okay. Very important. He says he's excited to get married to an American woman and he's made his family happy. And even his dad's coming to see the success. Now, rewind to the very first episodes where he wanted to go to America 
so that he can live the American dream, but also support his family and send money back. So was it the ultimate goal to marry an American woman? Because those are literally what he said. Not, oh my God, I'm so excited to marry the love of my life, Memphis. I'm excited to get married to an American woman and he has made his family happy. So funny, Linda. You sigh every time you mention the next couple. Linda, it's because this season is so long and I'm trying, the only couple that I can almost bear only is Gino and Jasmine. And even them, you know, Gino's problematic to me. But Mike and Jimena, Mike, no. Ben and Mahogany, both of them, no. Memphis and Hamza, I'm just not sure if Hamza's in it for the right reasons at all. And again, everyone wants to poot poot on, on Memphis, but really, let's talk about Hamza. Like I said, what is he bringing to the table? And then to tell to say no, I'm not so excited you're the love of my life, Memphis, but you're just super happy to be marrying an American woman. What does that say? Anyhow, the dad shows up, which is interesting because, okay, so we know that he didn't grow up with his dad. He grew up like as if in a single parent household, but then obviously the dad is somewhere around and you invited the dad to show literally, like he said, wants to show him that he's grown up, that he's responsible, that he's successful. And success to him means marrying a foreigner, going to America and having the American dream. But did you notice that it was like some weird interaction? First of all, the mom and dad shook hands, which I, I guess, you know, I guess that's what you do. But we didn't get to talk to the dad. The dad didn't say anything. He just came on camera, sat, 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 sat some more, did a prayer, and that was it. I was like, um... Can we hear from the dad? Where's what? You're gonna you're gonna hype this whole thing up. The dad was never there. The dad is important for you to be at my wedding because I'm marrying this American woman. American woman. Okay, but then we don't hear from him. Why do we waste time? You could have taken 20 minutes of the time that you wasted in my life with Ben and Mahogany's stupid translator, brought that translator over to Hamza and given it to his dad. (laughs) So dad's there so that Hamza can show off to the dad is basically what it is. Super strange and awkward. Didn't make sense to me. Dad makes a a cameo appearance and that's it. Memphis comes out and they both looked actually very regal, beautiful. Both Memphis and Hams looked beautiful. They do that thing, the motorcade with the bites come. And I thought that was kind of sweet, like that whole thing. And, you know, Memphis is happy, but she still is talking about how you, how much can you really trust somebody? And I thought, um, I don't ever want to get married where I'm like on my wedding day. Like, can I trust my soon to be in a few minutes husband? Like, I don't want that. Your husband, your spouse, your partner, the person that you're going to share your life with, you should really trust them 100% in my opinion. Uh, Megan says, Hamza and Memphis seem genuinely happy to be married in my opinion. 
Lori said, he's a great catch. No job, no driver's license, no stamina. Memphis is really happy because, you know, she grew up in foster care and this is just giving her a sense of family and, you know, it's a family that she didn't know before. And so she doesn't know what to expect from the future, but she does feel welcome and she feels happy to belong to a family, feels like a foster kid again, which broke my heart. You know, she feels like God is rewarding her. And I just feel like, I hope that she is making the right decision and she's not making it just because she feels lonely, but because she truly indeed loves this dude. So they go, the big hype, they go into this room, a notary comes, they sign their signature, boom, they're married. That's it. And Hamza even explains that Tanzanian weddings are a little bit different, goes very quickly. And then the rest is just about dancing and celebrating. Uh, they read from the Quran and Memphis has no idea what's going on. And so she's like, uh, wait, what are, are we married? Like what, what just happened here? And I was like, um, I would not want to get married like that where I didn't know the moment that I was married to my husband, but that's just me. So they celebrate and then they are off to their honeymoon and i'm just going to do this part fast because all i'm going to say right now is this the math is not mathing for me the math is not mathing so she remember three weeks right so the first week that first night they had sex and i guess they had sex the whole three weeks they were there because she has something to tell Hamza. She's pregnant. She's three weeks pregnant. They go back to the house and tell the mom and the sister that she's three weeks pregnant. And I was like, how? I mean, I guess, I mean, I don't know y'all. I don't, I don't know. But she wants to give Hamza a kid. Hamza's super excited to be a dad. I personally think Hamza's excited because this just solidifies his ability to stay in America because now he has a kid that's going to be American. The math is not mathing. I don't know. Something just doesn't sit right with me. Something just doesn't say, Amanda says, I feel like she had to have been there uh, longer than she said. I mean, let's go with midwife Crystal because she is a trained professional. She says it's possible if you're really trying, she had to have tested a lot. Something is not right. Allison says, I got pregnant with the identical twins, so high hormone levels, and I was super sick before I even missed a period. I don't know, y'all. I'll get back to you. When I ha- when I figure it out, I'll let you know. But something's not sitting right with me. So she's pregnant. That's 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 that. And last. 
Oh, no, it was definitely three weeks. Because remember the first week, Linda, she said they were going to get to know each other. The second week, they were going to get married. And the third week, they were having their honeymoon. So that was like the timeline at all. Oh, thanks, Kelly. Welcome to the live. Everyone say hello to Kelly. Oh, there's twins all up in here. Twin City. Allison, twins. Texas Gina, twins. Twins, twins, twins. Fun fact, I've always wanted to have twins. I really, and they run in my family. Okay, last, and certainly not least, but I will say this. If you guys have not watched Young, Famous, and African on Netflix, I need you to at least want, watch one episode. Watch the very first episode, even, and it goes by really fast. Even if you watch the first two 15 minutes, I'm, I need you guys to watch it so that you can have a reference to what it truly means to be an international African superstar. Those people on that show are actually international superstars, and they're what Usman is aspiring to be. Anytime I see Usman with his broke-ass soldier boy necklace and fake-ass Louis Vuitton, and let, you know, let me not be so mean. Okay, all I'm saying is that I want you to see what Usman is aspiring to be. And I want you to see how famous Africans don't have to tell you they're famous. You can just look at them and know that they're famous. That's it. That being said, it's Kimberly's last day with Usman. He's on his phone. Um, I'm going to give a disclaimer. I just, he rubs me the wrong way. I'm sorry. Okay. Sorry, not sorry. He rubs me the wrong way. And I always want to like support, especially I want to support the black men, but this and African at that, because you know, my family's Guinean, but I just think he sucks. And I think he's, I don't like his, his attitude, his holier than better than thou attitude. And it just rubs me the wrong way. So that being said, that's the filter that I'm going to talk about Kimberly and Usman. Love Usman. I mean, excuse me, love Kimberly. Love Kimberly. Not a fan of Usman. I just think he, he's pretend pretentious and he thinks he's all that and he thinks he's the prize. And I'm just trying to figure out what part of you is the prize. And also, I don't like that he's on a show that's called Before the 90 Days, but he has no intention of doing anything in 90 days because, as you saw in the preview, he's still really in love with Zara, but he really wanted us to see his music video. So he brought on someone else to just use them and cause chaos and confusion. And I don't appreciate that because no woman should be treated as second best just because you're trying to better yourself and move your career forward. That being said, <clears throat> time to go home. Um, Kimberly loves him. She's going to miss him. He's staying one more day, uh, cause he has business to do. They're holding hands on the way to the ride chair. She's sad in the car. It was like this weird goodbye. Did you guys notice that? Like he's rubbing her boobs and then he's rubbing her chin. I was like, what, what's happening here? Like what? You want to rub her boobs and her chin, but you won't kiss her on her lips. And you literally made her wait two weeks before you would have sex with her. And now you won't even kiss her in public. 
Like, stop with the mind games. This is all, it's too, I, I don't like it. I don't like it. Just like how I said Mike gaslights. This fool gaslights too. And he gaslights her because he's using her. And I just don't think it's okay. You should never use anyone. And you should not. Hey, Kim Mesh. Hey, girl. Hey. Um, You shouldn't use people like that. I just think it's wrong. I just think it's wrong. And especially because we know that he's using her for the wrong all the wrong reasons. Anyways, Kimberly is feeling emotional, doesn't want this to be all for nothing, which I think you should always go with your gut instinct. And if your gut is telling you it's all for nothing, then maybe you should think about that because she seems to be a genuinely sweet person and a giver. Um, and she just wants real love. And I just don't think that he's the man to give it to her. Uh, but then she turns around and says that he gives her attention and is loving towards her. And I was like, wait, did I watch the same two weeks that you participated in? Because I did not see any attention. I saw you give him all the attention. I saw you give him all the love. So what are you even talking about? And then to say that this is your best vacation ever, sis, you need to go and travel a lot more. Go and take some solo trips. I promise you. I promise you you'll have a better time. And be treated better. <sighs> you know what time it is, you guys. Because it's all about his music career. So they're in the ride chair. She's talking about the yummy yummy being so good. And instead of being like a normal person, he whips out into song. You got my yammy. You say you loves it. Baby Kimberly. Baby Kimberly. Yes, with the auto tune because that's the only way he can dance. You got Miami, you say you love the baby Kimberley. Baby Kimberley. Oh, fuck, shut up. Just all of Thanks it. Thanks for using. I cannot. I cannot. She's afraid that when she leaves that uh, it's not going to be the same. I can tell you for a fact it won't be the same. I've seen you guys in real life in social media, and it definitely is not the same. That being said, producer asks, is there going to be a goodbye kiss on the lips? She says yes. He says no. Kissing in the airport, he says, and the words are important. Kissing in the airport is just like a public announcement. So he says, I do so many things I do for you, not because I want to. Okay. He says, not because I want to. It's because I want to make you happy. So let me just get this straight. The only reason that you're doing things for her you don't really want to do it, but you want to make her happy because if you make her happy, guess what? She gives you shit. 
PS5s, computers, t-shirts, jewelry, and potentially a green card. So you don't want to really be with her. And that's why you didn't want to be intimate with her because really you don't want to be with her, but you want to make sure that she's still happy. So she continues to do the things that you want her to do. So you can get the things that you want because you don't do them because you want to. Can you believe someone would say that? I don't do them because I want to. Wow. Wow. <sighs> she's like, whatever. I, I got to go catch my flight. And he's like, you know, you need to be on the same page as me, Kimberly. But no, instead of you show anger. Yeah, she's showing anger, Usman, because you're an asshole and a user. That's why she's showing anger. Lori says, just a scam, man. Take your yam and go facts. So she's hurt. He doesn't want to kiss her in public. So instead they hug and high five. Can you imagine your man who's supposed to be your significant other who said you're his girlfriend can you imagine you don't know when you're gonna see your man again and he won't kiss you but he gives you a high five and not only does he give you a high five when you go to say you love him he says bye and when he said bye you guys did you notice how relieved he felt that look of relief on his face and he just turned turned and walked away and you know when they say true love you look back at each other like bye he didn't do well he just felt he's like peace bye high five see you when i see you never terrible just terrible just all very terrible and then we see in the preview zara finally makes it to the episode because guess what he still wants to be with zara are we surprised by that no are you surprised by that? No. That was the show, you guys. Thank you so much for watching. I am just appalled. And to, to think that it's not even the tell-all next week. Episode 1000. We'll see you next week. Guys, thanks so much for watching. Don't forget to hit that thumbs up. And I will see you guys very, 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 very soon. And uh, thanks for being here. Bye for now. Megan, I'll talk about Zara at the uh, on Friday's News and Gossip.